I've been calling for the New Orleans medical staff to be fired for year, even the dentist. I don't even know what he did wrong, but I want that whole office cleared. Up. Welcome to Let the Play Develop, the podcast where I attempt to say something every five minutes that makes the rest of my co-host upset. Um, That's my job, right? <laughs> well, I'm commandeering it. <laughs> well, if you made it this far into the episode, we greatly appreciate it because some people may have left already, but we appreciate all support. So if you could subscribe to this channel, that we greatly appreciate it. Like, comment, anything to help us get that name out there and to boost the ratings because we just want to be able to produce more entertaining content for you and also we have our socials seth can you plug those um instagram and tiktok is at let the play develop pod twitter is at uh ltpd pod or let the play develop uh youtube is what you're hopefully watching on right now but also uh let the play develop on youtube and on streaming platforms it's at it not at but just let the play develop on uh streaming platforms and make sure you follow the twitter because i put weekly polls so i love to hear from you guys and instagram and tiktok are about to get started up cooking real yes. some real nice stuff we are also on all major streaming platforms the only one up in the air is apple Podcasts, but i'm pretty sure we're up there but so. definitely on spotify go check us out there leave us a rating um because we are looking at forward to doing some stuff in the future to help get back to you once we get things rolling um so that's definitely something you need to stay tuned for but i'm not going to hold you up any longer we got some awesome sports content and chris has been waving for the last two minutes yeah. my um, arm is very tired so but we got we got some awesome awesome content for you so uh, can you bring us into that weekly news segment i got you here's your weekly news segment Long time, though. See, no, <laughs> so, um, starting out with the NFL this week, not too much going on, but the Ravens dropped defensive end Calais Campbell, um, and then he was immediately, pretty much immediately uh, signed by the Falcons uh, to a one-year $7 million deal. Um, and then the Lions brought back wide receiver Marvin Jones Jr. to a one-year $3 million deal. Let's I actually really like that for them. They didn't re-sign him. They brought him back home. Yeah, they yeah. brought him back so home. So wholesome. To replace DJ Chark, who they he also said, took from the Jaguars. They're actually decent over there now. I might want to go Panthers. back. Like. Um, anything else on that one? I hate the Falcons. They just <laughs> keep... All this to stop Derek Carr? Are we for real? They're not stopping Derek Carr with Calais Campbell. Actually, here's what it is. All this to stop Taysom Hill, because that man's a beast whenever he plays the Falcons. He locks into a new mode. If you're ever sports gambling and want free money, Taysom Hill anytime touchdown against the Falcons. Free. I think historically everyone locks in against the Falcons. They're a poverty franchise. Well, yeah. I can't wait for them to eat their words when th when this uh, fall Desmond Ritter's out there freaking slinging. So there's a chance. It's not going to happen. No, it's not. There's a chance I'm going to Atlanta at the end of the month. So um, oh, Falcons heavens. fans, please don't kill me. <laughs> like, Attack them. You dead in the ditch, boy. It's okay. If it's anything like their passing offense, they'll miss. Oh. oh. Ah. Got him. That's a good one. That's, that's tough. And if they're anything like their rushing offense and they're online, they can't create holes. So. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> no shots. 
And if they're anything like their defense, you won't get hit. Don't Falcons worry. fans, I love you. I'm not a part of this. Please leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, on their if head. you're a fan of the Falcons, I want no smoke with you because you are insane. It's like the corners are not catching up. <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> roasting the Falcons. Okay, moving on. Uh, Chris, it's actually funny that you're here this week because uh, this next one's about one of your favorite your favorite NFL teams. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay, so the Saints wide receiver Michael Thomas is out indefinitely with constant injury because of duh. Oh, my. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's on the fast track to recovery. April right. Fourth For the first time. He better get on the slow track before he To play 10 snaps and then breaks his whole He'll body again. He'll get 25. <laughs> I've been calling for the New Orleans medical staff to be fired for year, even the dentist. I don't even know what he did wrong, but I want that whole office cleared do they, out. No, that's do fair. they have a team dentist? Yes. I, I'm very serious. They have a team dentist. They you got to clear out. Yeah, no. That's actually kind of sick. They got to clear house and start brand new. Mm. So, yeah, it's not fire coach, it's fire medical staff. No, yeah, fire medical staff and fire offensive coordinator. And replace them with the Dolphins. I was about to say, replace them with the Dolphins medical when we, staff. When we drop merch, is our first shirt going to say fire the Saints medical staff? Like, can we please fire the Saints dentist? <laughs> <laughs> that man's probably the, punching the air right now. <laughs> you find a picture of him, dear God. Okay, and that's it for the NFL this week. Uh, moving on to the NBA, the NBA – the organization and the players uh, have agreed to a new seven-year collective bargaining agreement. And all right, so uh, I don't know much about this because I have things to do. I'm in finals week right now. So Stephen, go ahead and explain all the nerd stuff. You know, I was about to say I'm so proud of you for not insulting Stephen when casting that over. But in the last, <laughs> next to wow. last word, you managed to do it. Yikes. Wow, I couldn't not, bro. I'm about to look at the final picture of the Saints dentist. See, the, I, I, I would not take the disrespect. Bruce. Yeah. You know? I'm gonna be honest. If you know that, if if he knows that, if that's his name, <laughs> if you look up there uh, on their website, they have the whole um, medical staff. medical staff page and the dentist is listed. <laughs> so just hashtag. So it. you've researched this before. Oh, 100 percent. You're like, oh god, I gotta find out oh. who's behind this by name. <laughs> you called him up personally on his cell and be like, bro, quit the, your job. His name is Brian Laban. I knew it started with a B. I couldn't that's remember. Wild, Doctor Brian Laban. <laughs> Do you think that like Doctor Brian Laban thought he was going to be called out on a podcast today? Has anyone ever called out Doctor Brian? Laban no, on a absolutely. And that's not. the problem. If you've never been called out in your life, you don't know how to how to do things right. You know, I'm not saying that Michael Thomas's wisdom teeth removal contributed to him getting turf toe that was actually a broken foot. <laughs> But I'm not saying it didn't. You know what I mean? <laughs> they do a say crown like procedure that went wrong. <laughs> dental health does like correlate with a lot of parts of your that's body. Him. So that's Ooh. him, not yeah. your feet. <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> okay. okay. Anyways, right. All right. So I think we. Things. I was what a rabbit say, hole. <laughs> I was gonna say we need to tweet a picture of him and with hashtag fire the Saints dentist. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I will get on that after this episode. Looks like we need sure. to retire. <laughs> Wow, we have to throw my man I might want him touching my gums, but he's got Parkinson's. <laughs> okay. How high do you have to work yourself up to be a dentist for an MOT? Yeah, he's definitely I think like. You just have to apply, honestly. The team owner, the team owner just goes to a random dentist, like, I like the way you touch my teeth, guy. I really think the way it works is like certain times of the year, like he has certain 
Like he has his own practice, but then certain blocks of time or are for blocked the team. out for the team. Oh. That, may, that would make the most sense. Okay, yeah. gotcha. interesting. It's not like he's just like got a standby. He's just in there typing. Uh, well, I don't have any appointments till October, <laughs> and it's April, so uh, I <laughs> bring me Derek. I something to do. Derek, I see your teeth. I'm like in someone, for a cleaning. Someone loses a tooth. I I got I get to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, God. Woo. He's right. a so are we going on to He's the CBA? Yeah, go ahead and explain it to us, please. All right, we're going to go segment by segment because there is a ton of stuff in the CBA. Uh, I thought I'd go from least important to most important. I'm probably all out of the order, but mm. they are adding an extra two-way contract. So that's interesting. You go from two to three. What Go from two to th- – what do you mean? So uh, so you have your regular roster oh, spots, and then you have your yeah. two-way contracts, and every team will be handed an extra – two-way contract to hand out each year. So oh, now you, okay. have a, okay. you have a maximum 17 roster spots mm-hmm. available. Oh. With three of them being two-way. And so, yeah. also, I mean, yeah, it definitely matters. Austin Reeves, probably one of the more popular right now two-way contracts. Yeah. Or that he was. That boy, if he doesn't get a better contract after this season. Oh, wait, I mean, he will. <laughs> What's the um, the one who just got called up from the Memphis Express? Kit, Kevin... Kevin oh, Lofton? Kev- yeah. Uh, Lofton. Yeah. Oh, Kenneth Lofton. Oh, Kenneth Lofton. I remember He's watching him play against State. MVP. He had like oh, 37 bro. points against State, which, you know, that last year, it was the year before last when we were awful. Everyone scored 37 against State. But, you know. <laughs> that boy, a dog. <laughs> he is a dog. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's he's killing it. Yo, he I thought been, he was an NBA player. Yeah, no. Well, he's a two-way, but he's been killing it in the NBA and G League, however so you want to look at yeah, it. Yeah, he just got called up from the Express for the postseason run. Mm. Why so, do I know the Memphis Grizzlies G League affiliate? I don't know. That's but I, mean, I only who, know the who Hornets, doesn't know that who <laughs> doesn't know the Memphis Express, you know? Of course, yeah. They're right up there with the Greensboro Swarm, you know? Classics. Okay. On a distant note, some different note, since we're probably not gonna go over this, me and Steven were discussing the idea of adding relegation to the NBA, where the G League, the top three teams get promoted to the NBA, the bottom three NBA teams get dele- relegated to the I G League like each it. year. That way teams can't tank because they're gonna get relegated yeah. if they tank. Or mm-hmm. if it was a relegation playoff. But let's be real. I mean they're just we're gonna get into it in just a minute, but they're literally copying means, European means, soccer anyway. So might yeah, as well, well add relegation to it. That means that the G League's gonna get the number one picks. I think that idea works. I know y'all don't care about baseball. I think that idea works way better in baseball. Oh, no, actually, I a hundred percent agree. It, I could not agree more. It works better. But that doesn't work on a stadium level. <laughs> no, well, not even close. I mean, like, or a security level. You could just Dear up God. and switch their. I was gonna say they don't. Well, I mean, fair. there's. Teams, You're going to Atlanta. <laughs> I was gonna say that they don't care about that overseas either. Like, if you got a hundred thousand spots, well, you have a hundred thousand spots in the second yeah. tier. <laughs> Oh, gosh, the Milwaukee Brewers. The Mudcats are an affiliate of the Milwaukee Brewers. Could you imagine if the Brewers got sent down, the Mudcats go to Milwaukee? <laughs> oh, Jesus. wow, that'd be wild. <laughs> We're going to go watch the Brewers today, boys. <laughs> All right, so also in the news, uh, salaries will be going up. Uh, it'll be going up. So right now it works. You can go up to 120% is like the, the max cap. or No, not cap. That's for single players. So basically players will be able to make more money because they're going to be getting more money from TVs. I mean, that just happens every single new deal that they have. You see players getting more and more. And this affects all of the free agents who are going to free agency this year because the, con- mm. the way the CBA starts, it starts the next NBA season. So. Players like Jalen Brown, money already. right? No, Jalen yeah, Brown. Why I don't would know he how, want how they're getting by, man? I mean, yeah, why would Jalen Brown man. want a four-year, one hundred sixty-five million when he can have a four-year, one hundred eighty-nine million? Oh, you know? that is absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. I'll never complain about them making that money just because I watch it and I don't feel like I have a right to if I'm 
participating yeah. and helping them make that money. Yeah. So <laughs> I get the concept of they're making a fraction of what they're – or they're earning a fraction of what, what they're they making in, the yeah. teams. But when you hear something like four-year, $180 million, right. that is Whew! insane. That yeah. is wild. But Which after taxes is I you know like think only four year hundred million, but <laughs> for the entertainment it should be in the millions because you are yeah. working a career that's very front loaded because like you're not gonna get to play when you're in your forties or fifties. That's 50s very and, true. Yeah. Uh, I mean, unless, so, unless you're Vince Carter. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So you know play it's him. really you got to consider that, but you know yeah I, I think I mean we probably or most people probably make a like at most a couple like a million or two in their lifetime you mm-hmm. know and then you're looking at 180 million yeah. and then these people are going bankrupt in yeah. certain cases it's crazy it really crazy. is and so actually this is one of my um favorite things that they're doing um the nba is curbing how much the top teams can spend so for example the mm-hmm. warriors have spent more than anyone else has in the last five years by dante divincenzo yeah so in this new <laughs> system dante divincenzo would not be able to sign there's the salary cap and then you have 18 million dollars above the salary cap and you cannot go over that 18 million it's <laughs> fine let's just bring back ty jerome he's, he's <laughs> you were right it is 17 and a half i love it. i didn't know he had the numbers pulled up does this mean bye bye draymond green no, I think we just switch out Ty Jerome and uh and Dante DiVincenzo. But y'all are more over the salary cap than that, aren't you? Yeah, it was you wouldn't he Ty, he does not make. Then we're trading Jordan Poole. I was gonna say they're good, and it's not. This one's not, not immediately. Happening. This will be happening year I, by year. It's like I a slow process. I will get rid of Draymond three hundred years before I'll get rid of Jordan Poole. Like That's, he's your team's future. Essentially, <laughs> what this means for the future of the league is that there is a hard salary cap, mm-hmm. whereas before there was a soft salary cap where right. there was flexibility with the numbers and you could work around it. You cannot spend more than X amount on your salary. Hey, Warriors, just slip them the money under the table. Money doesn't matter when Keep we're talking the big league. Pushing. Yeah, and then you'll, like, and there's not a relegation, but you would get relegated. Like, yeah. they would be in the G League if they did that. Santa Cruz Warriors, here we come, baby. <laughs> they will swap. <laughs> Santa Cruz will be the big team. <laughs> so, I do like that. Also, I think this is actually my favorite thing, though, from this new CBA deal. They're putting a new limit, so players must play at least 65 games mm-hmm. or more if they want any end-of-the-year awards, any of the year award like teams, MVP, anything like that. They have to play at least 65 games in the season. I love it. I do, too. I think that's a very fair balance with, you know, we talk about load management. Mm-hmm. I think that's a very fair way to compensate. <laughs> I think yeah. 65 is a great I mean, with too. Ben Simmons still being a rookie, I think that's a great Oh, my great goodness. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, I think that might be that's my favorite. transition. <laughs> oh, there's actually more to go over. <laughs> I was gonna say, say, there's also just say that again later. Foreshadowing. <laughs> one of the the bigger things is this, could, and this could start as soon as next year. Will be the mid season tournament. I love this. Do I you? don't like the mid season. I'm not a big fan. I wonder, of how is really? It, how's it for? Have they announced how it's formatted? So how it oh, works? So what's the result? That's the thing. They get more money. I hope they add a trophy. <laughs> there's no point. I no. If they don't add like a trophy, like a team actually went, you know, I, I get it. It's not gonna be as valuable as the Larry O'Brien. But I've like, won four midseason trophies. <laughs> right, right, right. Like it's not gonna be. It, it to me, it's just a poor. It's just a poor copy of European soccer leagues. You get extra cap room should be the thing. Well, Euro the League Warriors has midseason tournaments players. too. 
Euroleague basketball. Yeah, that's how they do everything over there in Europe. Yeah. They like mid-season tournaments. <laughs> yeah, like, we need more excitement in June. Dwight <laughs> Howard was just in the freaking three-point contest and wherever he in is. In Taiwan. Yeah, yeah, that's wild. He literally plays for the Shanghai Sharks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, People like, joke about the Sharks. You got, you got some, uh, some, <laughs> some teammates coming, bud. <laughs> but, um, I mean, maybe – I just feel like it should be more br- – a reward for a mid-season tournament. I they have surely they had a trophy. Disneyland. They haven't announced well, it. Well, I but. mean, just a trophy still doesn't feel like. Oh, well, you get five hundred thousand dollars per player. Ooh, you each get your own I island. Have but an idea. Okay, hear me out. I know y'all just signed the CBA. CJ McCollum, if you're listening, president of the uh, Players Association. Mm-hmm. I think that if you win the mid-season tournament, the first, let's say first and second, first place gets an automatic top ten pick. Second place gets an automatic lottery pick. That's not a bad idea. Or what if they CJ got like McCollum, a first round buy or something me. in the NBA playoffs? Something like that too would be interesting. Ooh, what if, expand the postseason to eleven teams? Yeah, you get a first round buy. <laughs> it's not big enough. That, yeah, that's a good idea. I mean, either that or somehow have some form of playoff association. Like maybe you lot you're even if even if you aren't good enough, you're locked in for the play in spot. Mm-hmm. You're locked in on that. But if you're better, another team can get it. You know, type deal. I do. Th- hmm. I I like. Maybe not one and two. I do like the idea of the winning team getting an automatic Something. bid for a lottery pick. Yeah, yeah, Even if it's idea. 14. I mean, a lottery pick's a lottery pick, especially if you're a team that's going to make a run at the end and you're looking at, you know, 30th pick. So but, how would they – oh, so you're saying they just leapfrog all the way to 14? Yeah, I, I think you would automatically just have a lottery pick determined you, for that team. That so whoever whoever's the 14th – Whoever has the 14th best record that would have that lottery pick, they just get bumped to 15. That's, That's interesting. Bad. Nah, it's interesting. I so really like I was that. gonna say the way if because I don't think I ever said how it formats. So the NBA will, you know, they'll release their 80 game schedule for every team. Every team will uh, automatically have 80 games. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> every team will automatically have 80 games. Then throughout the season, they're going to match up the teams, and they're basically just gonna play like a. Elimin- elimination, single elimination style, all the way to the championship. Then the last two teams will play an 83rd game of the season. So I don't know how all the numbers are going to work out. They clearly are going to be doing some work throughout you say the this season. Is all 30 teams? All 30 teams participate. Then yeah, I like it. I this know. is a cash grab by the league to dr- drum up more. Yes, it's to make November and December games relevant yeah. because that's when it's going to be. So when- essentially they're going to match up, you know, I mean, like the Christmas Day games. They're going to have that sprinkled out throughout the season. That's essentially all this is. Mm-hmm. And then they count towards regular seats. So any point scored counts as your regular season stats. So that way it doesn't change any history or anything like that. Yeah. It's interesting. I, I, I see this as – the lower level teams that are gonna care, the upper level teams are not. Yeah, <laughs> they're like we're already going to the the playoffs, but the lower level teams are like this is our chance to make ourselves a little relevant this season. Right, that's why I think having some incentive, like even if you deem like the fourteenth pick, like the end of the lottery, you deem that pick specifically as the play in tournament pick, hmm. or not play in tournament, but mid season tournament pick. Yeah, well, ja- something like you automatically get. The 14th pick. There needs to be 10. something for sure. Yeah, I don't think there's enough incentive behind it for it to matter other than for it to drum, drum up hype for, you know, certain matchups. Well, obviously, first, um, first serve to free agents. You're not the, uh, you are not renewing, writing a CBA right now, you know, but. CJ McCollum, call me. What would you do in the case that it's already a bad team that wins the tournament and they have a chance for a higher pick? 
So that's why I'm saying I think that they would like it's an additional pick. Oh, you, oh. so it's like it's like a compensatory. So there's 31 system. picks oh, okay. in the first round. That yes. So it's like a compensatory system when, like, in the NFL, when you hire minority coaches, you get extra uh, right. picks throughout the draft. I think it would work like that. CJ McCollum, call me. <laughs> I was going to say, I, actually, yeah, I just want to really talk like to that. you. Second level of merch, CJ McCollum. <laughs> I think it me. has to be like that no or something playoff-wise. It has to tie into either the lottery or the playoff-wise because other than that, there's no incentive. Like, no. for example, like how they're countering it in Europe is, like, if you win your domestic league, you get like qualify for European competitions, like where the your the real money is made. There should be something like, hey, you can suck all season, but guess what? You won that midseason tournament, you get in as the eight seed, or you get a new player to help, something mm-hmm. like that. And Same. when we're talking about a league where, you know, a player can sign a four year hundred and eighty million dollar contract, the money doesn't really matter, except to the fourteen, fifteen and two-way player contracts on the roster. Right. Like you are automatically at clinch at least your, like, for, like, the lower levels, you automatically clinch your, like, at least your team's, um, I mean, your conferences, like, play in or something. I think money does speak to an extent, like, but that's, I think money should be more of the all-star incentive because Jaw said he'd be in the dunk contest for a milli, so. Yeah. And that's all it takes. That's crazy. They can't get him $4 million for the dunk contest. Well, you know that what that man will do for money. So. We're count- <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know. The NBA execs are just lying in their pockets right now. That's yeah. all yeah. this is. Yeah, it's true. I feel like, yeah, that was probably – A money move. I think that was probably the – what is it called? Um when two negotiating parties come to a midpoint, I've completely lost compromise. the word. Compromise. Oh, yeah. Wow. English <laughs> major Webster. lost the word. I was going to say, this is how you get more money, and this is how I get more yeah, money. I think it's a compromise between expanding the the 120%, and then they're like, all right, how are we going to make that back? Right. Makes yeah. sense. Makes sense. Was there anything else under the CBA? I believe that was That's it. Yeah, I think that Ooh. was it. That's a very, very interesting. Yeah, I wonder how like long the negotiations went on. Probably for a while. Yeah, I actually don't know off the top of my head. I know it's Two been minutes. going on at least <laughs> since February because that's when CJ McCollum was on JJ Reddick's podcast and they were talking about it. How closely go. do you follow CJ McCollum? Hey, man. <laughs> Let's go, Pelicans. Every morning God. wakes up, checks his Twitter and Instagram. Uh, no posts from CJ. If you have me on Twitter, please do not check if I follow CJ McCollum or not. <laughs> because I do. Okay, and before- but it's not that deep. <laughs> Before we get off of NBA news, uh, to all the NBA players out there, um, if you have to play the Bucks anytime soon, I just want to say stay safe. Uh, wear your pads and your helmet, and uh, your, uh, your make sure you have your cleats on so you don't get stepped on. Um, in case you saw, um, Giannis was backing down Torrey Craig the other night in uh, in the Bucks versus Nuggets game, and bro uh, fell to the floor and lost teeth. Tory Craig is the new Jason Terry, where every year there's a new highlight reel of Tory Craig getting destroyed. in a fool. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, uh, I guess the Nets were about to play the Bucks today or tomorrow or something, and Chris Paul sent Macau Bridges like a helmet with a Nets logo <laughs> on the side of it. Bro, that's crazy. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Watch it. Watch out, and uh, make sure your team dentists are okay. okay. Are good. <laughs> also, CJ McCollum, if you're watching and you want to meet your stalker Chris, come on the podcast. Come on the pod, bro. 
I, it's not that deep. Is that is that deep? Is that deep? Is that deep? Is that okay, deep? I'll, I'll broaden my statement. Any NBA player, <laughs> if you want to come and meet Chris, retired NBA <laughs> player, if you played, if you were had an NBA contract at some point, if you play overseas, if you play overseas, <laughs> you played at collegiate. Bro. Okay, okay. Look, if it's a two way, we're gonna have to vet them before we get them. <laughs> wow. Yo, I want KJ McDaniel on the pod. I want bro. Yogi Ferrell. I, I want Yogi down. Ferrell too. I'm okay with Yogi Ferrell. This isn't the first time we've discussed Yogi <laughs> Ferrell we've today. Out Yogi Ferrell twice, and he won't respond <laughs> for a different podcast. Yeah. I don't oh, know why man. Yogi Ferrell. Because um, we thought we could get him, bro. And what's that, what's bro's name that keeps getting hurt on the magic? Which one? As oh, Jonathan, Jonathan Isaac. I've reached oh, out to him, too. He's not doing anything. Why can't he come on the podcast? Yeah, he's got his book. No, he's got. He's promoting his book with Ben oh, Shapiro. I know he's promoting his book. I was. He could have promoted it on the podcast. <laughs> exactly. Great I bet publicity. if we promised him we could teach him how to shoot, we could get Markel Fultz on. Oh, my <laughs> Mm. We're, we're taking on a we are putting on a shooting clinic if you want to <laughs> come through it's uh, just make sure your elbow is good before you come in <laughs> oh. and then we had another Jalil Chris. Okafor is that you? <laughs> I was going to say we had another Nerlens Chris Noel? Oh my God. we had another Chris on the podcast last week I don't know if you saw but he had yeah. one word for Ben Simmons and that it was he sucks so it's two words we're just yeah. conti- <laughs> you know I sound like Charles Barkley <laughs> If if you're out there and your name is Chris and you want to be a guest on this podcast, <laughs> yes. us you're up. always Chris welcome. We, we love Chris's. We take Chris. Chris Middleton. Chris Dunn uh, has a K, Dyson, and has a K. It Those oh, both have whoa, K. Whoa, whoa. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't know we were that specific either. <laughs> we we are very Marquise special on Chris. Spelling of Chris uh, that has two S's. Absolutely not. <laughs> Speaking of Marquise Chris, we got a very interesting next segment Ooh, for you. The transition. Just to be clear, if Marquise Chris is in it for any of you, I'm going to question your your sanity. Number four. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. number one, Marquise Chris. Yeah, one second. But anyways, next thing uh, we're going to move into is a 2016 NBA redraft. Let's get into it. Number one, I'm going to take 10-year-old Victor Wimbanyama. <laughs> That's a Dude, great pick. That's He's still probably 5'10". We're going to develop you in our youth league. That's actually <laughs> a solid, solid pick. Okay, yeah. But... We probably should explain right, anything. So, yeah, just to be clear, which is uh, wishes. This is uh, we're just doing lottery picks. So we're doing the top 14 players that we think are there, and this is for anything like. If they were undrafted, but we're still part of that draft, we're going for that. I didn't do that, but it's okay. <clears throat> you're gonna have, you're gonna be missing a lot of people, a lot more than there you was think. some fire in 2016. There was some, there was honestly uh, more undrafted players that play in the NBA than there were in the okay. lottery. Well, just put an asterisk by my list. Then. No, just your list that. just nope. has your to be bad. Your list is bad. Wow, <laughs> it's based off of who was drafted. Okay, all right. Who wants to go first? I mean, I will. Go ahead, Nate. Number one pick should be consensus. I'm going Marcus with Marcus Page. Oh, <laughs> Jalen Brown, four-time NBA champion Patrick McCall. Jalen Brown, is that anyone have any qualms with that? No, it's Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown, is zero correct. question. Do I have any qualms? No. <laughs> Do I have him number one? No, as well. Oh, what you, the heck? Keep your eyes First on your list. Spelled their names wrong. Stop. Okay, wait, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up, wait, wait, hold up. Wait, wait, wait. To Bill <laughs> Hold up, hold up, hold up. I should have a chance to defend myself. First of all, before you give your talk answer, talk to Microsoft Word. Okay, 
Before you give <laughs> your answer, every name. can we build uh, tension no, we and talk Lewis. about why Jalen Brown should be no, consensus number one? I don't know what's one. going on. Who yeah. was Braddon? Okay, one thing at a time. You freaking Jalen right. Brown. Let's yours. talk about Jalen Brown, and then we'll get to whatever monstrosity you pick for number one. I right. I think Jalen Brown <laughs> should be number one because he is an duh old, <laughs> duh. Yeah. <laughs> Overall, great offensive game, great defensive game. You get a whole package in a wing player. Wings are hard to come by in the league. I think that Jalen Brown, this is a hot take, if put into the same position as Jason Tatum as that role for that team, he would be just as productive. If not more. If not more. So, okay, so the only thing you said there was that he would be the same productive because Brandon Ingram plays the same position as also a talented wing. Okay, okay so he took he, Brandon Ingram number one. Is he just but here's why that's not right. Brandon no. Ingram. Okay. Is he that much better offensively? He can shoot, and I like his playmaking better. I think we need to drop this whole mini KD thing. Oh, I don't think he's mini KD. Oh, it's not even close. Because right. that was actually, coming into the draft. Actually, kind of mini KD was Karis LeVert's nickname. So know. here's my <laughs> case for Jalen Brown. <laughs> okay, go ahead. If we're looking at the whole body of career up to this point of the two players, Jalen Brown has had a more consistent career while facing more adversity, I think, because Brandon Ingram was thrusted into the face of the franchise role. And actually, fun fun little uh, tidbit about the 2016 NBA draft. So the Lakers had a top three protected pick. If they weren't to get the pick, I forget who it was supposed to go to, but they would have gotten nobody from this draft, and they really wanted Brandon Ingram. So when they got the second pick, they were hyped. And I was hyped because I like I like Brandon Ingram. He's a cool guy. He's my number two pick. But the lights in L.A. are just too bright for some players. Just like Ben Simmons in Philadelphia playing in such a hostile environment, Brandon Ingram didn't blossom until he got to New Orleans. And for that reason, I'm putting Jalen Brown above him. Ben number three. Hey, no, I, I was going to say, hey, listen, I actually don't disagree oh, with anything you guys have said. What, do you have anything different than what they've said? Uh, I was just gonna say I feel like Jalen Brown can be a number two, uh, a number two, s- tied for number one uh, option on a championship team. Yeah, I don't think that Brandon Ingram can be a one or two on a championship team. You don't think? He I can think be a he two. could be a two. He could be a he could be a low level, be a low level Maybe two. Mid-level. I think he would be a third op- a great third option though. Please. Also through the season, Jalen Brown is averaging twenty six point seven points per game, which is top ten. He's averaging six rebounds, six and a half rebounds and three and a half assists, shooting fifty percent from the field. That's disgusting. I, that's, that's just a body of work that speaks for itself. No, actually I was gonna say I think what Jalen Brown did last year was probably the best candidate for why he should be ahead. Because last year, at po- at many points, he was better than Jason Tatum. I agree. Many points during the playoffs, he was better than Jason Tatum. Actually, Especially the championship, dear God. And if we're looking at 2016 specifically, the Sixers had the first pick. And if we had Jalen Brown right now, oh, my God. If or Jaylen Brandon Brown, Ingram. If, if, Brandon, Brown, if Brandon Ingram had a 40-point triple-double the other had night, you could have either one. <laughs> anyone other than he who shall not be named. You would be fine. All right, if, so – Oh, you if Jalen Brown came from Duke, do you think he's highly as highly revered as Jason That's Tatum? That's a great question. Do you mean now or in the draft? If in the he draft, came yes. From Duke. He would have been. Would he have done as well? See, though? I think it's apples to oranges because then his whole situation would have been different, and he wouldn't be the same player. Yeah, because he yeah. would have been playing with some great player. He wouldn't have had as many opportunities. Valid, valid. But so, like, right, if so, he played with Brandon Ingram, I don't think he would have been a lottery pick. I forgot Bi. Yeah, so I'm gonna go with why I think Brandon Ingram should be better, should be first, you know. And actually, I just want to say I think these two players are like here and here. Like I think they're almost. 
I, I really do because I think all you're looking at is Jalen Brown gives you a, more defensively and Brandon Ingram gives you more offensively. That's that's how I view it. You guys can agree, disagree if you want. You know, that's that's just my take. I think Brandon Ingram's a better shooter, a better playmaker. Uh, Jalen Brown's better defensive, so you know, they're it's kind of. I think they're similar, but you know, that's just me. I think they're similar. Yeah, well, I think. Here's, here's an and I think he's an underrated defender. Plus, I just have to attack Seth real he's quick. He's really covering his bases. I'm sorry. I have to attack Seth real quick. If you think Chris Middleton can be a second option and Brandon Ingram cannot. That's fair. Then I, I don't. don't. Well, he is. So Roll the tape. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you saying like Chris Middleton is significantly better than Brandon Ingram? No, no, no. I don't think that Chris Middleton could be a second option. He well, did. He is. I know. Oh, I'm or is now. Drew. I'm at now. I, no, Drew's the third option. They're like the best. They're they're tied for the best team in the East. They are the best team in the East. Yeah, they just well, is they Drew just lost Holiday by like thirty to Celtics. Second option. No, he's not. Okay, well, Seth First doesn't. Middle, watch I don't watch the Bucks option. that much to be or honest. Or basketball, apparently. <laughs> no, obviously this isn't a a beautiful Steven, comparison. Steven, how you spell Jalen? You spelled it without a Y. Seth, could you keep your eyes on your own list? And also, I promise you, I had these names. Somewhat similar. So I'll move on after this. I also have this a lot, but could you not? Miss, I think, I'm pointing that one out. I didn't even know. I'm listening, Nate. Right. <laughs> your list will go by if you can't keep your eyes on yours. <laughs> I think you obviously can't make this as a direct comparison because there's a height differential. There's like a little bit of a play style differential. I think if you put Brandon Ingram on the Celtics, his productivity drops. Yeah. If you put Jalen Brown onto the Pelicans, he skyrockets. Yeah. Oh Jalen Brown and Zion would be a nasty I, combo. Brandon Ingram and Zion would be a nasty combo. Well, they, they are. They don't play together. They hey, don't forget your guy, CJ. He's up there, too. CJ McCollum. <laughs> I was going to say, if you look at it, though, Brandon Ingram has been Brandon Ingram and CJ McCollum for the longest time. That's the Pelicans. They don't even have Zion anymore. I'm just courting a married man right now throughout the Zion Williamson is the uh, is the Michael Thomas of the of the Pelicans. All right. Well, <laughs> this was fun, guys. <laughs> can we? Can we <laughs> okay, number three. Uh, I guess I'm back. This. Oh, what about well, number two? We we all have B. B. Reverse. Yeah. Have yeah Jalen. I don't have Jalen. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my god. Okay. Are we gonna talk about the deep dive of Brandon Ingram, or do y'all not deep dive here? I think we did deep dive on Bi a little bit already. I really. Well, I just want to bring up his season stats. Okay, He's averaging twenty four and a half, five and a half, and five and a half from forty eight percent from the field. So statistically. He's not having as good of a season. And then throughout the duration of his career, he didn't average more than 20 points per game until he got to New Orleans, wherein he's now averaging between 22 and 24 points per game. Well, Solid career, though. He did play with LeBron. Yeah, so. very no, – for one season. That still hurt his average? <laughs> that was his best year in L.A. Was with LeBron? Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, well, we can't – what was Jalen Brown's rookie stats? He wasn't lighting up the – world as a rookie yes he was let's see it then okay well, he was scoring 40 per game okay, not gas like i don't think jalen brown i could be wrong i mean to be fair 2016 was you got to think about it ago. 2016 was the first time since the isaiah thomas era that they had made like they i think they went to the conference finals that year was it a 2016 or 2017 team that gave lebron a crazy challenge it I, was, yeah it, it was, was the with 2016 wait no, yeah. Tatum wasn't on that team Scary yet. Scary Terry. Well, Jason Tatum yeah. got the clutch block. Or, or he dunked on LeBron or something like that. All right, well, we don't need to talk about Jalen Brown's rookie stats. Yeah, anyway. I was going to say he was not good. <laughs> <laughs> he needed some time to blossom. Yeah, so did Brandon Ingram. All right, number oh, yes. three, who do we have? <laughs> Wait, um, why do we hold it against I got, Brandon? <laughs> I got DeMontis Sabonis. I also have DeMontis Sabonis. Who do you have? Who do you have? I have Jamal Murray. 
I have DeJounte Murray. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> two Murrays. Okay, I can back this Jam- one up for Jamal Murray. Jamal's injuries have been the thing that That is really true. Back. Yeah. Uh, DeMontis Sabonis hasn't been as injured, but also for only for just this season, uh, Jamal Murray is, av- is averaging 20.2 points per game, four rebounds, 6.2 assists, 40, shooting 45.3% from field, and uh, 37.3. Uh, sorry, 40% from three. It's solid. But then DeMontis Sabonis is averaging 19.1 points, uh, 0.8 steals, half a block, 7.2 assists, 12.4 rebounds, shooting 61% from the field and 35% from three. It's a little bit of a – I mean, he's playing more of an inside role. He's playing an inside role. But but that's for 35% from your power forward. And he's averaging more assists and over and three times rebounds. Yeah, nice. I love DeMontis. I think Jamal is a great pick. My question is on DeJounte. Okay. Oh, All right. 100%. No, I'm I'm ready to get on my soapbox here. So I understand putting DeMontis Sabonis at uh what three? That's mm-hmm. crazy. I think that's complete recency bias. I'm looking at the whole body of work of a player's career. DeMontis okay, yeah, go ahead. He played for the Spurs. That's fine. He was the star player of the Spurs. I mean, are you discrediting what Shea Gilgis Alexander's done just because he's on OKC? They're in the they're in the uh, they're in the turn of they're in the um, uh, playoffs. Like the, the Spurs, Spurs have been bad off. for the last. You got it, buddy. Are we acting like the Spurs been bad for the last <laughs> seven years? <laughs> no, the Spurs. Right, with, they have not been that the, bad. <laughs> yeah, the Spurs with Dejounte Murray made the playoffs. No. I think recency bias is working in the opposite favor with Dejounte Murray, where and Jamal, he's not having as great of a season on the Hawks, even though he's still averaging twenty points a game. But he's on that team with Trey Young, who's also a ball dominant guard. The difference for me is that throughout his entire career, Dejounte Murray's been an All NBA defense caliber player. I think his defensive statistics set him apart, and I think that's what just puts him over Jamal Murray. As far as recency bias goes, I have DeMontis Sabonis a little bit further down the list because I don't think he's a bad player by any means, but I think y'all are overvaluing this one really good offensive season he's had, but, but he's had a defensive liability. Years? Uh, I'll, yes, he's he had he, one all-star appearance before this year, and it was as a replacement. I that's think you're a, making a decent yeah. point, but it's also – okay, so – uh, DeMontis Sabonis on his career is averaging uh, 15.1 points. DeJounte Murray is averaging 13.9. Uh, yeah, I'll give you the steals. DeJounte Murray is averaging 1.4 steals a game hit for his career. But he's averaging five assists uh, a game for his career. DeMontis Sabonis as a big man, seven feet, averaging 4.1, only .9 less. Right. But think, you, have take rebound, into, you have to take into and consideration. Significantly more I don't think the stats tell anything of the story yeah. with those two players. I'm I actually – I really like the DeJounte Murray one. I do. I really do. Sabonis has also been great. The only reason I put Jamal over them is because I do think Jamal could literally take over a game and win. I'm not saying he's Unless like, it's game seven. Th- you know, let's talk about game six. Or he <laughs> breaks something else or sprains something name, else or gets if, injured again. If you are the Portland Trailblazer, you fear Jamal Murray. <laughs> like, yeah, but, but if you're the Utah Jazz, that you, man is your son. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, they beat the Utah Jazz. Exactly. Oh, wait, no. Yeah, they did. Did they? Yeah, they did. Mike Conley missed the game winner. 
Oh, he well, did miss the game winner. Remember? Yeah, what's Mike Conley even doing in the league? He's no on disrespect. The, no disrespect, but I forgot he was on the Timberwolves. Like completely, I saw it. I was looking at the game and said Mike Conley missed Sean. I was like, wow, I forgot he was even there. So we kind of covered three players there. Who do we have at four? Mine's gonna be way different. Okay, yeah, I go got ahead. Pascal Siakam at number four. My number four is Jamal Murray. I also have Jamal Murray at four. I have Sabonis at four. Okay. Do I have to defend myself, or do y'all want like Siakam? Uh, He's aight. I, <laughs> I don't like him more than Dejounte. Based I, on or I, I will give it to you, honestly. What I looked at statistically between him and a few other players, I liked what I saw. He's averaging the same points per game for his career as Jamal Murray. I understand picking Pascal Siakam, but again, <laughs> for me, the it's the complete body of work. I think. He had a great start to his career, but once there was enough tape and enough evidence on him after they made that championship run and he wasn't able to be the third best player on his team anymore, I don't think he's a guy that can go out and be the best player on a winning team. I don't think any of these oh, guys no. except for Jalen Brown and Bre- B.I. even have that potential. I don't think Brady, I don't think Brady Ingram or Jalen Brown can be the best player on their team and win a championship. Jalen Brown absolutely can. I don't think. I think Jalen Brown can, but it's very low. He has it, to be one and one with someone else. It would have but to then be he's like not the a best miraculous player. Kawhi Kawhi I know, but he's not the second like, best player either. He's tied for first. So what about the five spot? Wait, five. wait! I just have to say, how come we attacked Seth? In particular, attacked my Jamal Murray pick at three, but Pascal Siakam. Yeah, that's because I have for. Pascal Siakam at five above Jamal. Yeah, uh, no, Jamal's at four. Pascal Siakam's at five. Got Pascal you. Siakam also has uh, defensive accolades as well. So yeah, and he's an I'll NBA champion. Okay, for my five though, I have Jamal Murray. That's where he comes into the list for me. I have Dejounte Murray. So we. Oh, okay. No, we don't have the same top five. Yes, I okay. took Demontis Sabonis at five. That's fair. I, okay. I do respect it. That we're going to go to six then. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, who do you have at five, Seth? Pascal Siakam. Okay, I have Dejounte at six. I finally have Pascal I know that here. Fell a little for you, Pascal Siakam. Okay, flight number six. I have Buddy Healed. Ooh, ooh, I like it. We're talking full volume of. Work. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, like, what I'm saying, though, is I think even though we have these in different spots, they've kind of fallen all into this same, like... Yeah, little, we just moved to one or two. Yeah. I think they're... So, my one through four, I have... Well, okay, one and two, I have in, like, an S tier. Yeah, yeah. I would agree with that. Three through five, five yeah. I have in an A tier. And then, like, six through nine, I have in a B tier. And then after that, we're dropping to a F, C tier. <laughs> have you um, said Pascal on yours yet? Chris? Nope. Okay. So, okay. No, no. Then I like it. Okay. Yeah. Buddy Hield's my six. Um, one of the greatest three point shooters of all time. If Clay Thompson and Steph Curry got control alt deleted from the map, he would be in the conversation with Ray Allen for one of the greatest shooters of all time. Oh, Unfortunately, I love that. he's just had the liability of being on not so great teams for yeah. the duration of his career. Yes. But his ability to shoot, and he's not a defensive a liability, he's a beast. He's my seven. He okay. is my seven. So I have uh, seven one. Buddy Hield is my sixth as well. Nice. Oh, you already your said seven? your six. <laughs> Wait, did I really? Yeah, did you change it? I changed it because I actually agree with them. <laughs> caught, caught All right, hold up, hold up. Since, since he wants to make fun of my spelling, I will make fun of him. Buddy Hield was nine. So let's not start hyping oh, up Buddy Hield now. Yeah, I feel like an idiot. You have to go back to <laughs> the original. Because when I told y'all where he was before that y'all made fun of me. I told you I not like to say maybe, I was like, maybe I'm wrong. Hey, that's because you attacked my Jamal Murray. I know yeah. I do. Hold up, hold up. You attacked my Jamal Murray at three Jamal and had Murray. him at four. You and know. then you want to make 
fun of us. You had him at nine. You know how harshly I'm <laughs> going to have to defend morals. my picks when I didn't pick anyone undrafted? <laughs> this is going to be true, the hardest. That's true, because we're about to get into this. So we've all given our sixth, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, okay. me, and, me and Nate have given our seventh. Say the yep. seventh again. Buddy. But we both have Buddy. Both I don't know buddy. what's Who going on with Seth's seven? list For anymore. seventh, DeJounte Murray. Oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> so lower bad. than Buddy? Fine, I'll switch them back. You don't know. No, don't. <laughs> don't Dear God. That's not the point of this exercise. My number seven is the real champion of that 2019 Raptors run, Mr. Fred Van Fleet. Okay, that's... Okay. Signed the See, largest undrafted free agent contract of all time, four-year, $85 million, well-deserved. Good on you, Mr. Fake Drake. He is one player who will not be on my list because he falls into that. Because he was under. Oh, yeah. I was about to say, I wonder if we're going to have him at the same spot. So, we will not. Fine. Just to go number... back to, to to be real, I went back to my original how I had it. So number seven is Fred Fred, Fred Van Fleet. Thank you. So Fred now DeJounte Murray's not six and seven. It makes the most yeah, sense. DeJounte Murray's number six. Breaking news. <laughs> San Diego State just hit a buzzer beater to beat FAU. Oh, They're no. going to the championship. That is sad. Oh, this heaven. Is, this is breaking news for us, but it's two days, three days <laughs> late for everyone else. They're like, we knew that. They're oh, going to get hyped sitting there for a second. Then they're going to be like, oh. The <laughs> owls go down. Dang it. I'm kind of sad. I wanted FAU to be. I wanted a I hope Florida battle for the championship. I wanted Miami, yeah. FAU. That would have been interesting. I know you're UConn all the way. And I, if you, I am UConn all the way. If Miami doesn't beat them, oh. I'm UConn all the way on the championship. So. Don't give me ugh, because my boy Tristan Newton is on that team. Former East Carolina University legend. Is he related Tristan to Big Newton? Newton? All right, so for my number stop. eight. Pick. Yeah, please go. Cam Newton. Hey, 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 hey. Can we go on? We're going in the order. <laughs> my number eight pick. <laughs> so you have to, this is how you establish your dominance. Yeah. And dominance. Hey, 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 listen <laughs> here. Listen number here. Eight. Here's my number seven, Bryce Johnson. <laughs> number eight, Jakob Okay, Pertle. I just had to check and make sure it no. wasn't actually. I said my number seven already. I have Jakob Pertl. Jakob Pertl at seven? I don't know if that's a wow. Pertl. It's the NBA guessing game. Jakob Pertl. Oh, he yeah. doesn't have the undrafted. Okay. Right, all right. He's not on my list. I have Fred right here well, at I, eight. One, I don't have the undrafted, but I really Even if I did, he wouldn't be on my I list. I respect the good, solid double-double oh, We got a Jakob. Yeah. Dude, I think you might be a Jakob hater. Could <laughs> you keep your eyes Jakob. on your list for just half you a second? You mine. Hush. Who's your number eight? My eight is Fred Van Fleet. Okay. I've, okay my ever eight since is the, Malcolm Brogdon. Okay. At my eight is Pascal Siakam. Okay. All right. This is where we're going to get dicey. And once again, I don't have the undrafted people up here, so my list looks a lot different. But I do think Jakob isn't a guy that's going to be like, whoa, that's Jakob Pertle. Jakob Pertle. But I think he is a guy that you can plug and play on most rosters, and he's going to play his role. He's a key player because he got traded with uh, – Mm. Kawhi Leonard, name yeah. completely escaped me in yeah. the uh, DeMar DeRozan trade. Well, he got traded. Back. He was with DeMar. He was with DeMar. Oh, I thought it was the other way around. No, because now he's back with the Raptors. Oh, okay. Never yeah. mind. So, hey, DeMar. he got Toronto that championship. Yeah. That job. you get Kawhi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, that, that brought Toronto a championship. Yeah, exactly. Good job, Yaka. So I remember in Game of Zones, they made a joke that he was sw- that Yaka Perto got swallowed by like the, the mascot or whatever the heck he I was. remember that, yeah. <laughs> the big right. dinosaur. Are we just going to nine now? Yeah, sure. All right, nine is my C tier. <laughs> I got Malcolm Brogdon. I have Buddy Hield, and I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for at least He's like. So <laughs> thank you for claiming it. Right. Also, we noticed Seth, you're very like easily persuaded. Have you noticed that? 
You should follow CJ Steven, McCollum. Say you're number nine right now. <laughs> Mine's Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. My number nine pick is Benjamin Simmons. Okay. So, Can I ask why you have Jacopoto right. no, above? No, 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 no. So Malcolm again, <laughs> if we're talking full body of work, we cannot ignore the fact that That's Ben Simmons fair. had a three year run where he was one of the most dominant players in basketball. All NBA first team, all defensive first team. Yep. The numbers speak for themselves. Very short, but it was there. It was there. His peak was incredible. All-rookie first team, two all-defensive selections, all-NBA first team. He was player of the week three times, player rookie of the month four times, and one rookie rookie of the year year. four times. I think he was. I said rookie of the month. Rookie of the year. I just want to address the fact that Malcolm Brogdon came behind Jacopoto on your list. Yeah. Even with, <laughs> yeah, that's. Do you stand by that pass. still? That's tough. Is Ben Simmons? Uh, yeah, he's behind this your list. Chance, too. This is a chance to like. I don't feel no, like. No, the list is set in stone. No, I'm saying this is a no, no. This is a chance to apologize. See, this I will admit this is a little bit of a recency bias here too for me. That's but fair. Malcolm Brogdon, yeah, I love him on his Pacers days. I just have a hard time evaluating how Bucks? he works with the Celtics team, and really. How he, um, you know, just is going to be going forward. That's so. Let's fair. talk about Mac- Malcolm Brogdon here because I have him at ten. Okay. Um, he will most likely be the sixth man of the year candidate, mm-hmm. and I do think that he's had a bit of a career revival in Boston. I do like the fit. I think he's a good sixth man for that team. I don't think he can thrive in any role greater than the sixth man. He's very Lou Will esque in that position. He can start for a team, but he's not going to thrive in it like he can in the sixth man role. I mean, and I really think Boston is a perfect fit for him. This sounds weird to me, and I don't know why I equate these two players in my mind, but for me, it feels like Tyrese Halliburton is what Malcolm wishes he could be. I that's, mean, uh, yeah, that's I get that. fair. I was going to say he was about a 20 and. Cl- he wasn't quite – well, I'd say he was more like a 15-8 and eight kind of guy on the Pacers. So, if you, like, add extra five points, extra couple assists, then, yeah, that's Tyrese Malcolm Halliburton. Malcolm left out of the Pacers, and they were um, – where they got rid of him. Like, we can't have two of the same prototype. <laughs> and then one's not as good. <laughs> that's what the Warriors said with Monte Ellis and Steph Curry. Yeah. And they did a good job picking the right Made one. the right decision, boys. <laughs> um, so, so I do want to say one more thing about Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. Him and Damian Lillard have the same end-of-year accolades. They both have one Rookie of the Year award, and that's it. That's All right, so, so I'm moving Malcolm up to number <laughs> two now. I'm You're not allowed to move anything, Steven. That was a joke. If I move yeah, Malcolm. It better be. <laughs> yeah, so Malcolm Brogdon's my number 10. My number 10 I'm going is to assert myself with now. You, ben Simmons. Like, is the this only reason we hate, huh? yeah. okay. the only reason we hate Ben Simmons so much right now is because of his contract. If we take the contract element out of the player and the fact that he's well, not playing, and the he fact that he refuses and the fact that he's not playing, he's not playing, and years. he has that massive contract. <laughs> if you take Ben Simmons and what he can be, if he does get back on the court and what he's done in the past, he is at least a top ten player in this draft. Were I not a salty Sixers fan, I probably would have had Ben Simmons higher, probably in my like six, seven spot. I mean, Probably I, right I, behind Buddy. I Hume. honestly debated to putting him much higher, but I just that you said I can't build that narrative. <laughs> yeah, no, I, it's too. I don't, I'm not strong enough of a person to build that yeah. narrative. I honestly, I was gonna say no. I respect it. I guess I was thinking I, the recency bias is definitely clouding my mind on Ben Simmons because I was thinking anyone that will play can help your team. Ben Simmons cannot help your team. Yeah. But, you know, if we're talking about what – because Ben Simmons already has done some things that players wish they could have done when they got to the NBA, if, so I will give him that. If if Ben Simmons was able to play on this Brooklyn team and did play, I love it. Like, I think that would be awesome. Yeah, but, but – it's just 
Well, the only thing I don't like is the him and Nick Claxton. You would have to not well, run them a lot. <laughs> his confidence time, is shot. Like he. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Philly media and the Philly fans are. They, they're they unlike any him. other group of fans in the world, and he's on there's the same no coming back. When he health pa- level right now of Kwame after going through Jordan and Kobe. Yeah, yeah. genuinely. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say when he passed up that dunk, that was the end of Ben Simmons having any confidence left in the NBA. Yeah. I that is a top three angry moment for me as a basketball fan. I was livid when I was watching that. And also, it's not like he was passing it to pass it to Joel Embiid, where you get a pass. Yeah. He passed it to Matisse Thibel. <laughs> Rest in peace, Matisse Thibel. I hate that he's I in loved Portland. Him. I, I loved just, him. I loved him, too. Minutes. A moment of silence for Philly fans who had to relive that moment right now. <laughs> That's all we can do without getting copyrighted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or I, just being uh, getting canceled as well. <laughs> okay. Um, I was going to say before Go we moved on from uh, the oh, – oh, at 10, I had – I do this every time. I it's was okay. going to talk about – because you were talking about his fit with the Nets. Uh, I find it funny that Cam Thomas hasn't played in three games. Very yeah. interesting. Something about LSU players on the Nets just isn't working out. <laughs> 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 Anyways, uh, at number 10, I had Karis LeVert. Who do you have? Um, I had the real mini KD, and that is Karis LeVert as okay. well. Nate? We agreed. I already did 10, Ben Simmons. Ben yeah. Okay. I'm curious to see if my 10 spot is even on your list. What is it? All right. This is – you really – scared. You have to know ball for this to be – I feel like no, we don't. To know <laughs> no, this is not a good pick. You have to know ball to know that this is a good pick. Okay. In my right. 10 spot, I have George Niangs. Oh, my Oh, no. God. No, listen, listen. This is correct. This is the correct take. From – for his career, he's only – he's a role player. I'll give him that. He's averaging on his career – Forty-three point eight percent from the field, forty-one point three percent from three, good. and eighty-seven percent from the free throw line. You're reading too much into stats, is what I was told. Those are very no, those are ju- those stats. are just shooting numbers. What are the, the yeah? Points? These are just shooting. What numbers. about volume? As yeah, in terms of his <laughs> average, <is> he <laughs> averages like two to three shots a game. But oh. <laughs> he's in there for the minutes that count. And not only that, he is a good defensive anchor. I've had plenty of time watching George Niang's in the on the Sixers and. When I saw him in Utah, I wasn't that excited. But when I saw how that translated into Philly, he's really blossomed in his career as a 3 and D type of guy from the four position. And he can hang in there with some of the bigs in the league. So I, I think he's a very well You'd rather have him over Karis LeVert. I think he's Availability is the best ability. And George Niangs has played 82 games for five straight seasons. But He's played but, in all okay. 82? He's been available for all of <laughs> Okay. <laughs> There it Inter- is. So you think the best you could have done with the top ten, with the number ten overall pick, was a glorified role player? I don't think he's a glorified role player. Oh, okay, he's yeah, a yeah, solid role player. Insider. He said he's on that Bob Horry. <laughs> um, interesting. I but I think I I think that's a good pick. Question. I love Wait, Anthony Bowie over Jakob. As of right now, yes. Oh <laughs> Look at Jakob Pertl's shooting God. numbers. He has volume, but he doesn't have the percentage. He's a big man, though. He's sixty-one percent from the field. That's not terrible. Yeah, because he doesn't shoot. He's just all he's doing is dunking and Neither taking Neither does Deshante Murray. Thank you. He Nat. doesn't shoot like that. I didn't say he did. But anyway, all of our picks question. look better. Now. Another, Let's go, another, guys. Not breaking news, but breaking news. <laughs> but um, this is. But what, are the Mavs completely eliminated yet? Yes. Yeah. They're are not they mathematically, mathematically yeah, eliminated. Mathematically. Done. The Hornets wow. took them out. 
because oh, they're losing yikes. 76 to You can't lose to the Hornets right twice in three days. You can't also, lose to the Hornets oh, twice. Why are the Hornets winning games? It's because they, they know the how Mavs. to tank for Wimbanyama. That's crazy. Yeah, That's like did, not mutually. It's okay, guys. Like Steve <laughs> Clifford, they knew they were going to be nothing but mid. They looked at the process and they said, what's the opposite of that? <laughs> hey, we're not going to suck. We're not going to be good. We're, we're back on target. Mid. We lost by 30 to the Bulls. We're getting things moving in the right direction. So are we on 11 now? Huh? 11, yes. Okay, 11, mine might be torn apart by y'all. But I got Zubak. No, He's I like on that. my list, but that's, not okay, that that's, high. That's fair. I, I think, like I that. Just, once again, same Yaka Pertle argument, uh, big man, double-double machine. So hold on. Y'all are hating on George and Yangs, but yes. Zubak is the same player that cannot shoot as well. But he plays But he more. plays. Yangs plays. He's Zubak's not the like starter. <laughs> Yangs is playing 20 minutes a game for the past 20 games. Who does he play for? The Sixers. The Sixers. Oh. That says why he's 51 on your list. wins. That was not Is that because, because of George. Of as of today, as of recording, they might be higher uh, or lower. Uh, no, they're or playing. They they're playing Boston in, so. tonight, and I'm very excited. Oh, that's gonna be a good game. Yes, uh, they're not playing Boston tonight. Or it might be tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, no, no. You're good. I was just playing. Okay, who do you got? 11? I have Jacopo here. Okay, eleven. At number eleven, I have Alex Caruso. Wait, are we doing eleven? My eleven is George Niang. My ten was Malcolm Brogdon. I think I flipped. Oh, oh I think yeah. you did, but okay. that's okay. That's cool. Hey, that. Thank you. I have a little bit more respect. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That, that so your eleven was Niang. Yeah. Yeah. Niang okay. is my eleven spot. Um, once again, um, he will not be on my list because he was an undrafted player. Yeah. So. What was the name one more time? My brain just fit. Alex Caruso. Alex Caruso. I would have him on my list if not. Um, so dog. going to 12, um, I'm going to be similar to y'all. I got Karis LeVert here. I think y'all are overvaluing Karis LeVert. I just I don't see how the, the availability fair. thing can be used against Karis LeVert and then not against Ben Simmons. It is. That's but his you're peak talking was about, higher than Yeah, you're talking about a man whose peak was All-NBA first team, and he's the ninth best player in his draft because of that. But Karis LeVert's had a 50-point game this season. I like Okay, one 50-point game? <laughs> that is Here. more than Ben Simmons in 10 games. Ben combined. Simmons has not scored over 15 <laughs> yeah. points this season. I like LeVert for this reason. What is this his career reason high? I'm not saying career he's like, high? you know, amazing, but I like the fact that he's an X-factor. You can throw out on the court, and he can score a lot and be a spark in the game if you need it. Like, he's, he, he's not going to get that most times, but having a player like that on your team is valuable, I think. That's I think what so. George Niang's is. I'm just saying. <laughs> is he going to drop George Niang? He could. He has the – if you say if you hand him the ball and say, go shoot it, George Niang's will get you 30. He got caught. It's just – no. Okay. I mean – Oh, I don't he know. hasn't had to be that guy. No, no, I, no, no. I totally get that. And, I just and he's behind Ben Simmons. Be so high on. I mean, <laughs> I did not hear this was going to be the point George of contention. Yang. Okay, okay. Well, okay. Um, We're at twelve, right? Yeah, right twelve. Go ahead. I have Zubac here. Okay. I also have Zubac here. My twelve is Alex Caruso. So I think fair. Again, I like he's uh, he's a role player with amazing skill sets. He does things that most players can't do. He a dog. He's, he's the same. Situation is George and Yang's where he hasn't had to be the guy, but y'all are looking at him with a much better lens because That's he true. played for LA. No, I like what he's done uh, in Chicago. Okay, well, there are two players trending in opposite directions because I do think Caruso's on the decline of his career. I, okay. yeah, I would agree. Well, I, I don't think Yang's on the Yang rise. Is. Uh, yeah, because you don't know you don't ball. Know That's what I'm saying. I didn't know who he was. 
I know who he was, but I, I didn't know. That's like, why I'm he saying he wasn't on my radar. The pick was big no. brain. You have there to know game. ball to know that George Niang or was be a, a Sixers pick. fan. <laughs> there was one pick. game where I was watching Niang. I think it was a. I want to say it was a Philly and Kings game. But I was like, Niang's out there hooping right now. <laughs> he was just bucket. locking down somebody. I yeah. Who it was. So I mean, I I think he's got a lot of potential. I just don't have enough. I don't have enough of a um, – what's the word I'm looking for? I don't, so sample size. I don't have a large sample size yeah. to justify That's it. fair. No, that's fair. 13 and 14 get dicey for me because I ran out of players without the undrafted. I don't really have – so please have mercy. But I <laughs> think these are players that, you know, I wouldn't mind having on my roster. Um, Malik Beasley's number 13. Oh, yeah. No, I like Malik Beasley. Huh. I mean, He didn't make my list. I see why, though. He didn't make my yeah, list I think, either, like, but I, I like see why. what yeah. he's doing now a lot more yeah. than what he's been doing. But I looked at his numbers and his percentages, and I was like, no. Mm. Again, I took the but, full body of work of a player's career into consideration. Well, actually, I was going to say, what he's been That's doing on L.A. has not been the best of his career, but he's it's – Ironically, hey, he was his a bucket with the that's Timberwolves. What, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah, and exactly. and he was efficient, and he had the ball a lot more. So I don't know what's happening in LA, but it just when you play for the Lakers, you, you don't shoot as lights. well. So yeah. you play yeah. under the lights. That's a big thing, and people don't talk about it. Like Russell Westbrook, man, that killed him. He, he, Lakers and Clippers. I mean, well, it's just actually he just he's kind of had a revival with the Clippers. Okay, yeah, I haven't kept well. up the last few years. But, <laughs> you know, like when he first got he there, did the too small to Pat Bev. Oh my god! Yeah, that was that was cool. I do like him on the Clippers, though. I like as on principle. All right, so my 13 is number 13 himself, Tyler Eulis. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't want to do that. <laughs> I'm going with Dorian Finney-Smith. I like that pick. He's yeah, not on my list, but fair. I like that pick a lot. I, just, I like that he is a capable starting forward for a team, and if not, he's a great bench player to have. He's excellent in the postseason. I don't know what it is, but for the Mavericks, he was a killer for years, especially in the bubble. He killed the Clippers. Where is he at now? He got he tr- uh, no, he got traded. Yeah, he's on the Nets. Uh, now, I don't know if he plays, but he's That's on what I'm saying. I, I couldn't remember. He doesn't he play until it's injured? game two of the postseason. Yeah, That's probably. when they really bring him in. Yeah, I, um, he's just a great off-ball def- – he's just a great defender and an off-ball shooter. Yeah. I, mean, I don't have DFS on my team for the same reason <laughs> yeah. as an undrafted player. Right. So, uh, okay, we won't that. hold that against you. Um, <laughs> um, for number 13, I have Jakob Pertl. I have Zubac. Okay. Number 14, I had to throw someone up here, boys. Um <laughs> Oh, He's like, I was getting desperate. Don't not like having him on my team, though. I have Torian Prince. Actually, I'm going to be honest. That's until fair. I threw oh. in until I, I threw in free put, agents, I had Torian Prince I had on my put, 14. I, I didn't have I mean, free agents. undrafted. Okay. Yeah. Oh. Of what was left, it was between him and Marquise Chris, and I was like, mm. I was going to say the recency bias, he just hit. He went eight for eight against the Knicks. It was it was rolling. I had him at Very 14, recency. too. Or, hear me out, George Niang. <laughs> Oh, All right, so at my 14, I had Alex Caruso just because I'm going to be honest. At the back, I just put people who could shoot and play defense. I mean, honestly, any NBA team would take that. When I, with my number 14, I took Ben Simmons. So you doubled down on defense, forgot the shooting. I like it. Because here's, <laughs> here's the thing. The potential is still there. He was once one of the most dominant players in the league just a few years ago. I think he still can. And he's what? I don't remember how old he is. 72. Uh, a lot of players in that draft are 29. Ben Simmons' age. He's 26. Well, what the heck? heck? Well, you got to think he was one and done. I know, but he's young. And he yeah. was like, didn't he graduate like college at 18? Like, I'm pretty sure he was a young guy. In the yeah, he was yeah. something was, for me. He was 19. About that see. image oh, okay, of Ben Simmons sitting on the bench with the shaded glasses and the jacket, just smiling. <laughs> hey, it's like, just, I'm getting my I money I feel like right there's now. way too much potential in him. 
to take someone else there to not have him pick. I don't think that potential will ever be met. No, I was gonna say, yeah, listen. I don't think he'll ever get back to where he was, but I think he'll he can get to a level that's better than I don't know. Is it Torian Prince or is Ben Simmons gonna accept less money and just go out the league or you know like I don't know guy sharks with Dwight Howard. Yeah, Maybe. I mean, if you don't have to defend your Ben Simmons pick because I, I like it. Ben Simmons is good, but I don't know. I don't think there's much. There's not much untapped potential left in him. I think Listen, he'd man, be perfectly fine if he never played basketball again. I think probably. he probably will he's, not. He's get made enough contract. money. He won't get another contract. I don't. Believe. I want a team with Ben Simmons, Dwight Howard, and Jimmer Fredette in China. I'm okay with um, that. Honestly, so my thirteenth pick. <laughs> uh, the um, fourteenth. fourteenth. That one was very close with Dorian Finney Smith. Okay. Ben Simmons. Well, I'm ready for this. Is it wild? My 14th pick is Karis LeVert. Okay. I'm not <laughs> <laughs> I, only okay? Had him, I only had him two off from you. So I, yeah, I, I had know. to let my rage settle down if I was going to be something off the wall. I like Karis LeVert. No, yeah. Karis LeVert, again, best abilities, availability. I love what he's been able to produce when he's had the time to be consistent, mm-hmm. but the lack of consistency just drops him on my list. That's, I mean... Right. If we can have a cancer-free, injury-free Karis LeVert, then he would absolutely be top five. Mm-hmm. He had you cancer, yeah. Yeah, he had cancer. Oh, I didn't know. It that. was hey, the hey, trade hey, when hey. he got traded. This is visual too. They saw you mouth that. Why are you? Just <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, was it when he got traded to the Pacers or yep. when he got traded to? It was when he got so traded when to he the got pack, traded from the Nets to the Pacers. That trade saved his that. life because the physical they spotted cancer. And, and we're able to go ahead. That's yeah, why that's he didn't play wild. his first year in Indy. Yeah, so oh. that that trade could have saved his life legitimately. That makes so much more sense now. Yeah. Um. Hey guys, by the way, I lied. Uh, Jalen Brown's not even in my top fourteen. My number one pick is actually Thon Maker. And um, can we go back to Torian Prince for a minute? <laughs> one of my one of my all time favorite basketball clips is oh, when he was yes. at Baylor. I already knew where that was going. <laughs> they asked explaining him when you get a, rebound. a rebound. My boy said, and I quote, "Uh, so when the ball goes up and it hits off the rim and it misses, and then you jump off the floor with both your feet and you grab it with two hands and you bring it down and you hold it in your hands, that's called a rebound. So we they got more of those." Than we did. Yeah. As a member of the media, I would be so pissed off if a player <laughs> responded to me like that. that. Is, no, like, if, bro, if, if they ask you a dumb quote. question, if they ask you a dumb question, respond with a dumb answer. The question was on you, Tori. How did the they question was, them? you guys got out rebounded tonight. How did this happen? And it was like Yale, How right? does Baylor get out rebounded by Yale? That was the guy's question. Yeah. Okay, um, no player that just lost in the NCAA tournament will give a good response. It will be like, hey, uh, they grabbed him more rebounds look man <laughs> i just need like two good quotes so, to supplement this story i'm just trying to do my job <laughs> that honestly that is a great, great quote. quote it's a great it's quote clip. he it's answered not a great your quote. question that is true perfectly for print media that is not a good quote but what else did you want him to say online they tried harder i don't the ball went their way i mean yeah you could be like 2k program it went right to their hands the energy just <laughs> wasn't there tonight you know yeah. something like that no i get you you got a job to do too that right. was just hilarious so on that note <laughs> i'm um, on the side of the media since we waited not. <laughs> since we're past like uh, probably comfortably past the hour mark i can issue an apology now because you may not be watching <laughs> um i waited to this point for a reason <laughs> no i'm just joking but i delegitimize delegitimized chris as a reporter because he goes to a fourth tier school. No, I'm joking. Oh, no, 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 no. this is awkward. Wow. I wasn't expecting a live on air apology. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, but no, he is an excellent reporter. I have read his work, and I can vouch for him. Yeah, Send a, put a link in your socials if you're really sorry. I was kidding when I said that you <laughs> that see you need to do insider. No, he's a great he's a great insider. Um, Thanks, man. Appreciate it. 
Yeah. Except so, for the Yang take. No, I'm just that one, yeah, that one was... <laughs> uh, that's uh, my next article. I was like, yeah. No, honestly... I can, article. <laughs> I was going to say, I can't wait to read that because like, he'll probably about bring something that will change this. Yeah, he'll probably like put... It's like, wow, I did not realize that. 41%? I mean, to be fair, 41 from a power forward is crazy. 41% but. from three. That's if actually we, crazy from any player. If, yeah, that, yeah. if those exact same numbers came from Buddy Heald, we would be talking about him as a generational talent. But because it's George Niang, y'all are not putting the respect So Yuta Watanabe is a generational talent. I love you to want to nab it. I do as well, but I know that he's <laughs> how long he's he been a, in the he's league? A generational role player. Like three how years. long has he been in the league? Like three years. Three years. All yeah. right, George Niang's been doing this for six seasons. Okay, he probably didn't play any of the first three seasons he that did. he was there. Look it up. Look it up, Jamie. <laughs> I like how. <laughs> but. I make that joke at least once every other weekend. Yeah, no one do. says anything. And but he like, makes it. We all laugh. Nah, <laughs> it's a louder person has to say that, I guess. <laughs> but uh, before, uh, does anyone have anything else on that? I'm good. All right, cool. Before Brandon we go, just better. an update on uh, me and Steven's bet. Uh, I've been <laughs> very much keeping up with the Warriors games. We're looking okay right now. This is the week, though. This, this is, the, is week. the week that's going to matter a lot. Y'all though. got three tough got games. Tough ge- we got some tough games coming up. But mark my words, if this happens for me, Stephen will be handing me money, cash money on this podcast. And if it works out for him, I will hand him a $20 bill. Yeah. I want to make a bet with someone. Can I? And does yeah, anyone want to bet real yeah, quick? Yeah, let, let's throw it up here. I don't know. Let's put a poll on Twitter. I got a bet George Niang. That George Niang and Karis LeVert, which one would you rather have? Who gets a contract extension first, the Saints dentist or George Niang? Oh, I was going to say, I got a legitimate one for you. Never mind. It's okay. not legitimate. I was going to say, who ends up with more points this season? <laughs> uh, Buddy Heald or George Niang? I'm just kidding, Ooh, of course. Yikes. Yeah, yeah. Are we including the postseason? Because that might be viable. Hey, that might change things. I ain't going to lie. I just mm. think that... Once again, if he has volume, do those stats stay the same? I think so. If he has more volume, I mean, just statistically, it'll probably go down at least a little bit. We've talked entirely too much about George Niang here today. Oh, that 100%. Is I never want to hear his name again so, for at least six months. <laughs> so so it's um, you follow CJ and you follow Niang. George Niang, call me. <laughs> the only two people he follows on Twitter. Can I get on a Zoom call with CJ McCollum and George Niang? <laughs> That'd be your life goal. <laughs> Dear God. Okay. Anyways, before we go, um, like we said at the beginning of the episode, you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Let the Play Develop Pod. You can follow us on Twitter at LTPD Pod or Let the Play Develop on YouTube as Let the Play Develop and on streaming platforms as Let the Play Develop. If you're watching on YouTube, Yo, what's up? Uh, go check out us on tra- uh, streaming platforms. If you're listening on streaming platforms, yeah, Chris is giving you a nice wave right now. If you're listening on streaming platforms, you could see Chris's great wave that he's giving you right now. Go check us out on YouTube. Thank you so much for listening today. Anything else y'all want to say? You look like a cat in one of the Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know you're talking about that. It's like yeah, this. Usually, like, this, <laughs> like it's just kind of. <laughs> there we go. That's the last thing they get to see. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. Peace. Go Pirates.